He's one of the most respected voices in the game. It's time to talk hockey with Peter Hood on Shom 97.7. At precisely 8.20, we are joined by Réseau d'Espace, uh, Pierre Hood. Bonjour, Juan Pierre. Bonjour, Pete. How are you today? I'm doing good, thank you. Uh, yeah, the weather's going to be nice, getting very hot again. And, uh, hey, we're going from, uh, you know, zone red to orange for the first time in months in Montreal and Laval. And i uh, got to tell you, that feels pretty good, man. It oh. feels pretty good for for the morale. Very, very good. And, man, we... Uh, but we have to keep, uh, you know, we have to keep pushing in the right direction, Pete. We have, yeah. we still have to, you know, to... Uh, to be careful with it and uh, go step by step, but that's mm-hmm. a that's a very positive step. Step, I agree with you. Absolutely. Oh, and the other reason I'm happy is that the Canadians won the first game, and then uh, yesterday we find out that Shifley is going to get uh, four game suspension. That's a pretty hard stance the NHL is taking. He's a first time offender, and you know what, Pierre? I looked this morning. Throughout the regular season, he was the top scorer for Winnipeg, and he only had 12 penalty minutes. And he's a big guy. Well, it's huge. Yeah, absolutely. So if you combine all this, uh, I suppose uh, it was uh, th- there were key ingredients uh, in the league's uh, thinking or reflection. Uh, so, and you know what, Pete, uh, I, and I knew immediately when the the decision was was made or was made public, I knew instantly that there would be controversy. Some people would say it's too much. Some people would say it's way not enough. Some people would say the league. Uh, doesn't uh, doesn't prevent enough uh, injuries to the, to the head. The bottom line is, uh, I think that considering all what you said, considering the uh, the footage uh, of the incident, considering uh, the, um, the 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 exact moments of each each step of this sequence, I think the lead has has made a good decision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Four games may seem very small, but at the same time. It's four games uh, within a very important uh, playoff series, which with no tomorrow for the loser, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so that's pretty big, and I I would like to to have people uh, pay attention to to the explanation. The league has done a very thorough explanation uh, in both languages, actually. So for our uh, French uh, listeners, you can have you can hear Stéphane Quintal explaining uh, why the decision was made. Uh, in this direction, and I think it's well done. What I like, Pete, is that for for may may not be the first time, but for one of the few times, the league has made a decision based based on the intention, and that's a very fine line that we always said the league would not cross because uh, the league doesn't want to um, to penalize or to force an intention uh, on a player. But now they did because they saw the intention was to hit and to hit hard while there was a possibility of playing the puck as opposed to play the player. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So the league was very clear about that. The league was very clear about the fact that this is called charging. In French, we say assault. So can we say assault in English as well? I think so. But I think that uh, this is a clear cut charging deliberately. Uh, done by a huge player toward a player that is a, that is in a vulnerable position. So I think that all in all, it's a good decision, and I like especially the foundation for that decision. This is going to have a huge impact on the uh, on the series on the Jets, considering that Shifley is their top scorer, and that Paul Stastny is still pretty doubtful to return to play anytime soon, right? 
Yeah, yeah, that's that's a big thing. Uh, I mean, th that was the big discussion last night. The big question was how how close or far is Paul Stashny uh, to come back in the lineup? If not, well, you have the domino effect. Then uh, then Pierre Luc Dubois becomes your main uh, center or your most talented center, and then you have to move big Adam Laurie one step on a second line, and then you go to domino effect to the bottom. So that's that's huge. And and that also, Pete, is one, uh, I would say, one aspect of, the, uh, of what Mark Scheifele has done that penalizes the team very highly. This is a skilled player that's not going to be there for four games, right. and that could be it when he comes back. Maybe not, but we'll see. And uh, the other factor is the distraction factor. Look, look at how the Capitals played after Tom Wilson's <laughs> after his stupid, yeah. stupid actions uh, at the end of the season against the Rangers. Yeah. They totally collapsed. And, and you know what? That, that's the bottom line. You have to play collectively. You have to think twice what impact uh, one of your gesture on the ice will have on the team. And that's a huge one for sure. Yeah, what do we know about uh, Jake Evans? I mean, we're talking so much about Shifley. How is poor Jake Evans with the concussion? What do we know about that? Well, I think it's 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 definitely an officially concussion symptoms uh, symptoms, Pete. And I think that's that's quite clear. So that's what he has, uh, but not uh, to an extent to be in the hospital, for instance. So he's back at the hotel and he's being supervised by the the medical personnel of the team uh, on a constant basis. The scary thing, Pete, is that uh, that's a repeat for um, for Jake Evans. And as you know, yeah. the first one is one thing, then the second one adds, and the third one adds, and then it's exponential, right? Yeah. So that's the the real scary situation for Jake Evans is the long term perspective, as opposed to uh, this actual short term perspective. But being into the protocol, well, that's at least uh, one week of uh, away from the game. So. There has to be changes in the lineup today. Yeah, and uh, you know what? With, with those last 57 seconds of the game and the, you know, the Shifley hit on Evans, that really ignited the Habs. You could see them sort of on the ice after they were a little bit stunned, and they were also really ticked off. So mm -hmm. uh, how's Coach Ducharme going to deal with that? What's he going to say to his players? Well, I think he's going to say to his players that justice was done hmm. and uh, be smart on the ice and uh, take the damn code and put the damn quote-unquote code in the drawer, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> in the bottom drawer. <laughs> yeah, right, so. because there's not going to be there's not going to be uh, anyway uh, room for revenge because uh, the, the player was not going to be there for four games. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I, I'm just I'm tongue in cheek, Pete. But the bottom line is, I think that Dominique Duchamp has to say, "Hey, guys, look what we've done the last four games. We've been winning those games. We've been the better team on the ice." We've got the better goaltender. We've got a better big four on the defense. We've got a better collective balance uh, playing the game, even though Jake Evans is going to be missing now. Uh, keep your head up. Keep, the, uh, keep exactly doing what we've been doing very well. And the league has made justice now. It's done. Let's uh, wrap it up and move forward. You know, there's other series going on. We tend to forget here in Montreal, but you've got the Boston Islanders series going on. You've got Tampa and Carolina. These are exciting matchups going on. Oh, they are so exciting, Pete. And uh, you know what? I love Boston Islanders because they they have different styles of play. I love the coaching uh, battle 
uh, Barry Trotz is, is is really an old coach, and he's oh, doing yeah. the best. The best. Well, not he's not only not only doing his best. He's doing outstanding with a with a team that doesn't have all the resources in the world, and uh, that's going to be. It's, it's a very interesting series. And as much as you can hate Brad Marchand for all for all the good reasons, I think that Marchand can be a a, a game changer, Absolutely. and he did that. And he did that in overtime. Uh, so hats off to both teams. It's a very interesting series. And hats off to Rod Brindamour, Pete, who, by the way, was my first choice as coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Hats off to Brindamour with the Hurricanes. Uh, they are battling probably or could be the best team in the league or one of the two best teams in the league. And uh, they fought back uh, in overtime on the power play last night. A very nice tip by Jordan Stahl. And uh, they uh, they won the game last night. So those are very very interesting series and series that could go and that could drag until Game Seven uh, if if the, if this actual pace goes on uh, in the next couple of days. Give us a quick update. We've got the Azerbaijan Grand Prix happening this weekend for the first time in his career. Max Verstappen is leading the championship. That sounds like an exciting weekend coming up there. Yeah, it is very exciting, Pete. And uh, it's uh, Baku is, is the capital of Azerbaijan. And uh, they're hosting a Grand Prix, Pete, because they want to show themselves to the world. They want to show the city to the world. Mm-hmm. And Baku and, and, the, and, and the, the circuit is designed actually through the city. And I would say they were clever enough to have the circuit going through both eras of that, uh, that uh, historical city. So you've got this portion in old Baku where cars have to go in twisty corners around the forteresse there. It's just amazing. Wow, yeah. And then, Pete, it's all flat out for two kilometers along the Caspian Sea. It's just spectacular. And then you end up in the modern Baku, the Baku with the, the high-rises and with sure. the, the modern uh, uh, attractions. So it's just fantastic. Uh, the top speeds are uh, around 350 uh, <laughs> on that straight line. But the thing... Very interesting, uh, Pete, because I know you're an aviation buff Mm -hmm. and I'm a pilot, Mm -hmm. is that Baku is the lowest altitude capital in the world. (laughs) Really? You thought it was Amsterdam, I was just going to say that. Yeah, Amsterdam. Isn't it like negative two feet above or below sea level, I thought? Amsterdam is negative two meters. Oh, two meters. And and, and Baku is negative 28 meters. Whoa! So you're going to land the plane with the altimeter showing minus 92 feet. <laughs> <laughs> Autopilot. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's, that's quite interesting. Yeah. Uh, the bottom line, Pete, is that, uh, as you know, the air pressure and the air density is so much higher in those low altitudes, and the engines like that, because uh, you, need to have, sure. you need to have the best air possible mm-hmm. uh, to have the, um, I would say, the traditional aspect of engines work properly, because... You also have the alternative energy aspect of the uh, of the of motorization now in F1, uh, but uh, that's one aspect interesting. And in the first uh, segment this morning, it was Max Verstappen followed by the two Ferraris. As we speak, the session has been red flagged the afternoon session because of Canadians Nicolas Latifi uh, going off track, and then the engine stopped on the track, and because it's so tight and twisty over there, they had to stop the session to uh, tow the car away, and then the session will be uh, going on or may already be going on uh, right now. 
All right. Hey, Pierre, thanks. We learned about geography and about hockey and uh, what else we talked about? Aviation. It, it was too much this morning. Thanks, man. The only thing we're missing is cooking, but we'll keep that for Monday.